0: Thank you for tuning into AnchorCast this week as we start a new series called Costumes. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and also follow us on social media at Anchor Nights to receive the latest updates on everything going on. We hope you enjoy. When I was in college, I was one of those, I, okay, so, so when I was college, I went to Fresno Pacific and, and I was, um, the first few weeks of school, I don't know if you remember those days, but the first few weeks of school, you're, you're, you're trying to figure out who you are. I'm trying to figure out who David White is, right? And, and I'm trying to figure out who I am. And so what I'm looking at is I'm trying to figure out who my friends are. And I'm searching, right? I'm searching who, who's going to be my friend, who's going to be David White's friend, maybe forever, <laughs> right? <laughs> and as I'm doing this, I remember I met these two really cool dudes. And I met some cool dudes and I started talking to them and I, automatically, they just, they were cool to me. Like, I, they just felt cool. And, and i come to find out that they're, they're, um, they're freshmen just like, like me and, and they, they actually were from Canada. They're from Canada. And as we're talking, we're talking about guy stuff and we're talking sports and we're talking all this. And I find out that they are really into hockey. That they're really into hockey. Yeah. Like these two people right here. Man, are you guys just acting or are you like really like you like really hockey? Okay, cool. So they really like hockey, but I find out my these dudes, they really like hockey. Now, I'm a sports guy. Like I love watching football. I love playing football. I like I grew up playing baseball. I played baseball in college. I, I wrestled. I I watch soccer every now and then and I really like the Olympics, right? But but hockey Hockey, I never really got into. My dad was like not a hockey guy, so I was not a hockey guy. Okay, sorry. But yeah, but what happens? A, a few minutes into our conversation, hey hey man, do you like hockey? And I do what any any dude trying to get some friends would do, right? Yeah, dude, I love hockey! I'm a hockey fan! Yeah! yeah. And I'm just pretending out of my butt. Just like, ah, yeah, I'm a hockey man! Hockey, hockey! And they're just like, oh, cool, man. Um, so what's your favorite team? And I can only think of one team. And it was because I saw a movie when I was a kid. And I said, the Mighty Ducks, bro, the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, quack, quack. And I'm playing it off. I want some friends bad, and I'm playing off, and these two dudes are like, oh, cool, cool, all right. And our friendship grows. And our friendship grows, and it grows, and every now and then they'll bring up hockey. Hey, bro, you watched the game last night? Yeah, it's good. <laughs> and I'm just making stuff up. But but they're my friends, so it really didn't matter, right? And our friendship grows, and. And, and, it, and it came to this one day where, where they came up to me and they said, hey, hey, David. Hey, you want to come watch the game with me on uh, this weekend? And I said, yeah, yeah, cool. What's, what game? <laughs> and they're like, dude, the Stanley Cup. What are you talking about? The Stanley Cup. And if you don't know hockey, Stanley Cup is like the Super Bowl of hockey. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, I'll be there. Where do you want to watch it at? Where do you want to watch it? On my house? Where want to They're like, oh, we're actually going to go to the World Sports Cafe. There used to be a World Sports Cafe in River Park. Yeah. And I was like, all right, cool. I'll meet you there. So I show up at the World Sports Cafe. And I show up, and here are my friends, and here's a bunch of hockey fans, right? They're all, like, decked out in their gear. And I just show up like this. I just, I don't know. I show up, and I'm like, yeah, hey, dude, what are we doing right here? We're sitting right here. And the game's coming on. Hey, dude, who who are you rooting for? And I'm like, oh, that, what are you guys rooting for? What, who are you guys going for? I really don't care because the ducks aren't in it. I knew that. And they're like, oh, we're going for the underdog. And I'm like, yeah, me too, you know? And so we're sitting here through this whole game cheering. And I was having fun. And I was having a blast, man. I'm rooting. I'm cheering. We're ordering hot wings. I'm getting, you know, it's just like fun. And we're just being guys, right? Just... But then as the game kept going, My energy and energetic talking kind of took me to places where I felt like they started to to see me (laughs) for who I was. And one specifically, one of them said something like this, and I'm I'm just say it as best as I remember. One of them said something like, "Oh man, I got to get going. You know, uh, but you know, hopefully this game ends." And I was like, "Dude, I know." so are you guys going to leave after the third quarter? Or are you guys going to stay for the fourth quarter? You guys going to stay for the fourth quarter? Because I'm staying, guys. I can't leave. It's a good game. And they looked at me. And, if, and some of you have no clue what I'm talking about. If you watch any normal sport, there's four quarters, right? Basketball, football, right? baseball, is nine, but Hockey, there's three periods. There's three. I didn't know that. And so I, I was talking about the fourth quarter. And I'm having this conversation about the fourth quarter and they're looking at me like I'm like I'm weird and I'm like dude What's what's going on? And they asked me a question. They said do you do you watch hockey? Of course I do whack, whack. and I'm, I'm literally <laughs> playing it off and I'm quacking at these dudes and they're, they're sitting there and they look at me and for that moment for that instant. I looked into their eyes and I knew I knew they were seeing straight through me. And then they went on to say, there's only three periods. The game's about to be over. And I went, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been there. I don't know if you've ever tried to be someone that you weren't to try to fit in or try to get people to like you or, or I don't know. But, man, as a teacher, I teach sixth grade. I teach 11 and 12-year-olds. You wouldn't believe what i see you wouldn't believe i see the most sweetest honest pure little girl try to make friends with the wrong people and you know what they turn into someone who they they are not and i don't know if you've ever been there but tonight i want to let you into my heart for a second see i want you to know that sometimes when i get up here and talk i'm just Doing my best to teach out of this Bible here, but tonight I want to let you in. Because sometimes when the Lord is speaking to me and when He's molding me to be the man He's created me to be, I just can't help but let you in. See, because there's been times in my life where I've been the jog, I've also been the skater. I've been the hipster. I've been the goody two shoes. I've been a nerd. I've been a good influence. I've even been described as a bad influence to some. And I want you to know that all of these different things that I I was or thought I was were never me. They might have been pieces of me, but they were never me. But the problem is I I looked for who I was. I tried to search for my identity by the costumes I put on, by the masks I wore. If I could be straight up with you all, man. There was a time in my life where there were so many different me's that I didn't know who I was. At the end of the day, I'd look into the mirror, and I would not know how to wake up and I'm just letting you in it's October at the end of this month there's Halloween and for one day a year we can be whatever we want to be right if you want to be a dog you can be a dog if you want to be Donald Trump you can be a Donald Trump if you want to if you want to be a nun with like blood coming down her eye Be my guest, man. Do it. Because on Halloween, you can dress up. You can wear a mask. You can put on costumes and be whatever in the world you want to be. But here's the truth, my friends. Unfortunately, most of us walk around every single day with costumes on. Unfortunately, most of the world we see, the people we meet are wearing a mask. And I believe that part of this gospel, part of the good news of of Jesus Christ is not about always about just heaven. But it's reconnecting you with who you really are. with With who you've been made to be. My one point tonight, guys, is very simple. It's simply lay down the costume. And step into who you truly are lay down the costumes and step into who you are because why do we do this why did little david white pretend to be all cool hockey player and believe me that's just one story why did little david white try to be all cool and and try to fit in with the skaters when i didn't know how to do an ollie why did little david white try to hang out with the football players when he can barely lift up a 25-pound weight. Why? Because at the end of the day, I look in the mirror and I didn't feel good enough. I didn't feel cool enough. I didn't feel tall enough. And I'm dead serious. I'm a short dude. But there's been times I've went up to a girl and I'm be like, I'm about to ask you to prom. No, I'm not. Because I'm too little. (laughs) I'm dead serious. But I wasn't cool enough. I wasn't good enough. I wasn't handsome enough. I wasn't athletic enough. I wasn't strong enough. I wasn't good enough. I wasn't holy enough. And so I'd put on in the morning, oh, that's really me. And I'd look in the mirror and I'd be kind of disappointed. And then I'd put on these clothes and then I'd go to school or I'd go to work. and, and, And I would be somebody who I wasn't. Tonight, I want you to lay down your costumes. I want you to lay down the mask. And I'm going to challenge you to step into who you are. We do this because we don't feel good enough. We don't feel enough. And I'm going to tell you this. I was thinking about this. When did this begin? When did this whole idea begin that, man, I just wasn't good enough? And if you would allow me to, I just want to spend a moment looking at a passage. And and some of you guys, when you read this, you're going to be like, oh, dude, I've been a believer for a long time. And I know this scripture upside down and inside out. I don't need to listen because I got this. I'm going to challenge each and every one of you guys to hear this tonight with fresh ears. I want you to see it with fresh eyes. I'm going to challenge you wherever you're at, wherever you're at with your spiritual, spiritual walk. If you're not even a believer, I'm going to invite you to stay with us for a minute. And I'd like to look at the very, very, very beginning of the Bible. And I have it right there on your little little card um, underneath that first little passage. I'm going to look all the way back at Genesis chapter 3. So if you haven't been to Sunday school in a long time, let me tell you what Sunday school teaches you. God created the world. God created everything in it. He even created man. And then he created woman. And then one day, they're walking around in this garden, right? And you all know this Sunday school, because my grandma used to teach me this. They'd walk around, and one day there was a there was a tree in the middle, and God said, Don't eat anything from that tree. I'm paraphrasing right here. But one day, there was a little snake. And I want to look at that real quick. Because I believe this is this is critical to my little talk tonight sound good it says genesis chapter 3 and i'm gonna start at verse verse chapter 1 it goes like this it says now the serpent he says now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the lord god had made crafty why did god make it so crafty i don't know let's keep going he said he said to the woman did god really say okay did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden The woman Said to the serpent we may eat from the true the, from we may eat the fruit from the trees in the garden But God did say You must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you will die You will not surely die You're not gonna die the serpent said to the woman For God knows that if you eat that fruit, if if you eat it, your eyes will be opened and you will be more like God, knowing good and evil. And I just want to stop. And that's it. That's all I want to be. For the first time in the history of humanity, there was a human being that didn't feel good enough. There was a serpent telling somebody, hey, you know what? If you eat from that, you're going to be a little bit more like God because right now, you ain't good enough, girl. There's this crafty little snake and this snake looks into this girl's eyes and says, man, but if you just eat that, man, you'll be better. You will be better. For the first time in history, The first voice that a human heard that lied to him was the voice of a snake, telling her she was not good enough, which is interesting. A couple verses before that, it says that God, when he made man, he said he made him in his his image. Out of all the creatures, the dog, the fly, the tree, the bush, the cockroach, God said, you know what, this human being, I'm going to create it to look and act like me. Created in my own image, in my likeness. And then here's this little snake. Hey, you know, you know, if you just eat that, then you're gonna be more like God. Man, I don't know about you, but if I hear something like that, if I could be taller, give me that pill. If I could be better looking, give me that, man. If I could be more like God, if the only thing I know of is to be like God, because I'm a human, there's only two of us, if I could be more like him, then give it to me right now. So that girl ate it, right? See, sometimes we listen to the voices around us more than we listen to the one we should be listening to. I'll never forget this. Daisy, my little girl, she's four. She started preschool last year. And now she's at doing preschool again. But she started preschool last year. And one day she came home. And my wife and I, uh, we both looked at each other. And, and we kind of knew she had a bad day. She had a really bad day. We just knew it. And we didn't really dig into it. We just went along with our day. But we found out the next day because the next day we tried to do her hair. We tried to do her hair. We tried to put it up in a ponytail or something. And she flipped out, dude. She got God, Don't touch my hair. I'm dead serious. Don't touch. And my wife will tell you she would not let us touch her hair for a really long time. So we're like, dude, what? Daisy. What happened? Like, let me put it in a little ponytail, pigtails, bun. Look at it; it's cute. No, like, I'm dead serious. Like, weird. And so my wife went and spoke to the teacher. Like, what's going on? Like, something weird happened. Oh, uh, uh, Mrs. Wyatt, I gotta tell you, there's a little girl in our class, and um, she's kind of mean sometimes. They're three, right? They're three. They're kind of mean sometimes, and one of like. A couple weeks ago, one of them said, your hair looks ugly, and and Daisy cried, and we talked about it, but then she was fine. I'm telling you what, my friends. Ask her dad for another little three-year-old to look at my daughter in the face and say, your hair is ugly, and then for the next however long, would not let me touch her hair because some kids said it was ugly. I'm telling you what. She's listening to the wrong voices. As a dad, I do my very best. I say, I tell both my kids, I tell Jack and I tell Daisy, man, I'm proud of you. I love you. Daisy, you're, you're pretty, you're beautiful, but oh man, you're so nice. And I, and I tell them as much as I can because I know that when they get out there, they're going to be hearing a lot of other words. And I want to make sure they hear mine. I want to make sure they know how I feel about them. Sometimes, man, especially our generation, we're trying to figure out what's going on in our life. We're trying to figure out what's next, and we walk around life life listening to everything around us. I'm going to challenge you to stop. Stop listening to those voices. Listen to your fathers. There's a girl in my class. Her name's MK. And a very cool girl, leader girl, very cool, very outspoken, um, tall girl, pretty girl, she's in sixth grade. But you know what I'm going to do. You know where I'm going to go with this. Dude, she, she gets made fun of. Her nose is a little bit bigger. And One day I found her crying in my classroom with her head down. And I said, hey, MK, what's going on? And, and she's like, hey, uh, nothing, no, I'm good. And as I start digging in, hey, what's up? Like, hey, let's talk. Come on over here, a little. And she finally tells me, hey, hey, Mr. White, there's some kids who tell me I'm ugly. They say my nose is too big. I don't know if you can see this right here, but this is in school. You, we have little pencil sharpeners, and inside the pencil sharpener is a little blade. And if you break that pencil sharpener, And you can break the blade off. And what I found out was because she was wearing long sleeve shirts and when it was 400 degrees outside, what I found out was this girl, this cool girl, this awesome girl, very pretty little girl, man. She was cutting herself. I know it's just a little little tiny blade, but she was cutting her arm to make the pain go away about the kids outside telling her she was ugly. That's just an 11-year-old. I'm going to challenge you. Stop listening to the voices that are lying to you. And step into who you are. Because this is who you are. In Ephesians 2.10, I have it at the top of your little card. It says that you are God's masterpiece. That's who you are. If you're unfamiliar with art, a masterpiece is like this. I drew, I drew this, I painted that, I sculpted this, but this right here, this is my best work. This is my masterpiece. A masterpiece is the artist's best work. The, like the, 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 the blood, sweat, and tears I, I poured into this piece. It's my masterpiece. And But here's what's most fascinating. That word masterpiece in the ancient language, ancient Greek, is a word poiema. Poiema. And poiema literally means a work of art. Poiema means a creation. Poiema means a workmanship and a masterpiece. Poiema is also where we get the word poem. Poetry. Something with a rhythm something with life something that takes a little heart and soul to create And So in some ways it's saying man you you're man. You're god's poem You're you're his work of art You're his workmanship you're his masterpiece. He worked hard on you Don't listen to the stupid voices that say anything less than that because you are God's masterpiece He's proud of you He loves you It says that you've been chosen before the world was even created you were hand-picked and chosen You were redeemed you were forgiven you were washed white as snow why not because you're cool? Not because you're the tallest dude in class not because you're handsome or not because you're the most athletic but because you're loved because it says you are you are God's son you are God's daughter never in scripture does it say hey once you once you become a Christian or once you become a believer you're you're a Christian doesn't say that in the Bible it says man once you become a believer once you join this family you're adopted as a son or a daughter of the king. And when daddy speaks, I pray to God that my daughter listens, because my voice needs to be heard in her life. Tell me my friends, there was a time in my life when there were so many different me's trying to fit in trying to find my spot trying to impress the girl trying to impress the guys trying to impress the coach trying to impress the teacher man let's let's quit trying to impress people and just be who we are it's kind of like that girl who's dyed her hair so many times she forgot her her natural hair color you know what i'm talking about don't be that person I want to end with just a really quick story, and I'm done. It's one of my favorite stories. I told my students this, um, and it's kind of it's different, uh, but pretty much there was this farmer. I might have told you this story before, but it's one of my favorites, so I'll tell it again. There's a farmer, and one day this farmer was out in the back, and he was raking the leaves or whatever farmers do, and, and a bird fell from a tree. The farmer walks over to the bird. And he picks it up, and he he finds out, man, this is an eagle. This is a baby eagle. Fell out of his nest. He looks up, and he doesn't see a nest around. It's way too high. He looks around, doesn't see any mom or dad. So what does he do? Man, he can either leave it to die, or, man, he's going to try to raise it. So this farmer does the only thing he thinks would work. And he walks right over with this eagle, and he puts it into the chicken coop. Because he read on Google one day that maybe a that M- mama hen might raise that eagle. It's worth a try. A couple days go by, nothing happens. A week goes by and all of a sudden this mother hen starts walking on over this baby eagle. A month goes by and this baby eagle starts eating the, the grain and the corn that he's feeding the chickens. A couple months go by and this eagle eagle's walking around like a chicken now kind of got his butt sticking out, got his head up and, and pecking on the ground, just like his brother, chicken. A couple months go by and this eagle's growing. It's about this big now. And all his brothers are walking around and this eagle is walking around like a chicken. A scientist was driving by. He looks over and he sees this eagle in the chicken coop. He walks up. What in the world? Walks right over to the, the, the farmer's door. Hello? Hey, dude, you gotta tell me, man. There, you got an eagle in your chicken coop. Oh yeah, that's crazy, huh? Man, I, I found that baby eagle, I put it in the chicken coop, and now look at it, it's funny, huh? Scientist says, no, that ain't funny, dude. That ain't funny, that's an eagle! And it's in the chicken coop. He said, watch this. He goes inside the chicken coop, grabs this eagle, puts it on his arm. He says, all right, Eagle, dude, you're not a chicken. Spread your wings and fly away. The Eagle hops down, runs back in the chicken coop, starts pecking on the ground. The scientist goes back in and he says, all right, let me, let me try it again. He gets the, the Eagle on his arm. He steps up onto this time. He goes to his truck. He goes, sits on the back of his truck, right? And he stands up and he says, all right, Eagle. Spread your wings and fly. The eagle looks up, hops down, runs back in the chicken coop and starts pecking on the ground. The scientist goes back over there. This time he's like, all right, eagle, come with me. Eagle, sit in the car. He drives up to the highest peak in the the area, goes to the very top of the mountain. And he says, all right, scientist. All right, sorry, all right, eagle. (laughs) The eagle, all right, scientist, what are you doing with me? But the scientist says, all right, eagle, you are an eagle. There's no chickens around here. You're on the top of the mountain. Now spread your wings and fly away. The eagle looked up, looked at his wings and that dude ran all the way down the mountain, straight back in the chicken coop, and started pecking on the ground. The scientist said, "Forget it. That dumb eagle thinks it's a chicken. I'm out of here." That dude leaves. Two weeks later, they're sitting there pecking on the ground, being chickens, and three eagles fly over this farm. Right? All the chickens, all the chickens, and the eagle go. What was that? And all the chickens just go back to what they were doing. Except the eagle. The eagle looked at him. Looked at his brothers and sister chickens. And then looked at his big old muscular body. And looked back at his brother. And looked at the eagles. And looked back at his brother. And then he said, I think I'm going to fly away now. <laughs> and he's that dude spread his wings. And that started, dude, he started flapping and flew away. He comes back and visits of course, but that dude flow away. Now why do I tell that little silly story? This is why, because some of us think we're, we're chickens. Some of us are walking around, you're gonna walk out of here like a chicken. Some of you are gonna go to work tomorrow and you're gonna put on your chicken clothes. <laughs> some of you are gonna go to school, some of you are gonna talk to your parents, you might even call your grandma like a chicken. But you're an eagle. Just because you've been raised or hanging out with some chickens doesn't make you a chicken. If you tell a spoon long enough that it's a shovel, it will leave the inside doors and head outside to start digging because it's been told that. Because if we listen to the wrong voice for long enough, you will believe it. Listen to this. You are... My child. And I love you. And I've made you bigger for bigger things, for more things than what you're allowing. You're hitting a ceiling because you got a costume on. Lay down the costumes, my friend. Step into who you really are. If you're here tonight and and you're interested in that, I have a little prayer on the back of that card. At the very, very bottom, it's a little sentence. And this is what it says. Jesus, help me see myself as you made me. Help me hear your voice. Instead of the constant lies. And I'm gonna ha- here's how I want to close. Because I think there's something special in saying something. You can be thinking it. You can be feeling it. But if you don't say it, nothing's going to happen, right? If you believe that. If you believe you were made for something more. I'd like you to say this out loud with me right now. Say, Jesus. Help me. Help me see myself. The way you see me. Help me hear your voice. And not the lies around me. Amen. Here's how I want to close and then we're going to get to my favorite part. If you're a man. If you're a dude. Come up here with me. All the guys, come on over here. (laughs) Come on, stand up here on the stage really quick. Come on, Jake. (laughs) Come on, Nick. You can't lead us into worship and then be like, no, I'm too cool for that, (laughs) man. Can't tell us to lift our hands and then just sit over there, bro. Uh, (laughs) All right. So, ladies, just so you all know, us guys, we go through a lot every day. There's a lot of us up here who don't know really what a man looks like because we never knew. We never were told. We were never taught what a man truly looks like. And I just want to pray a blessing over us. I'm I'm part of this. I'm part of this right here. And here's the blessing. And I'm going to ask all of us guys... Just to hold our hands like this. Yeah, I'm doing it, Nick. I'm doing the thing you did, bro, because no, I thought it was cool. No, hold no, hands. Come on. <laughs> this is what manhood looks like. <laughs> no. We're going to receive something right now. We're going to receive it. Hold your hands just like, that, like I'm about to give you a gift. And here's my blessing and my prayer over you. God, in the name of Jesus Christ, I ask that we would learn to be men. That we would not let the world define what a man looks like, but we would define what a man looks like by you. I just declare over each and every one of these guys, Lord, that we would step into manhood. That we would step into being a man, a husband, a brother, a, a, a cousin, whatever it takes. And I, Lord, I just declare that it would happen right now. We don't have to learn it. We, would, it would just happen right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Cool. Hey, guys, go sit. Ladies, come on over here. Thank you, guys. That was kind of fun. Ladies, come on up here real quick. Oh, look at Kat. Cat's running up here, Nick. Come on. But everybody take a good look at us. <laughs> yeah. These are some pretty girls over here, guys. I want you up there, too. Come on, sailor. Come on, sailor. All right, ladies. Okay, and I I just want to say something. I'm not going to be weird about this. I'm just going to say it straight. I'm just going to say it straight. Guys, you can join me in this, but really, this is God's thing. For the for your entire life, you've probably heard what beautiful looks like. You've probably been you've probably seen it. You've probably heard about it. You've probably know in the back of your mind um, what beautiful by the world looks like. And I just want to say it's wrong. And on behalf of God, I just want to say this: You are beautiful. You are gorgeous. You are perfect just the way you are. You are the perfect height. You are the perfect weight. You are the perfect skin tone. You are the perfect hair color. You are the perfect eye color. You are perfect just the way you are, just like Bruno Mars said it. <laughs> <laughs> but I want, to, I want you to do the same thing. I'll, I'd like you to hold your hands like this a little bit, and I'd like you to receive this. In the name of our Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I ask a blessing over these strong women. I pray for strength. I pray for ears to hear you only. I pray that they would hear these words, that they are my children and they are gorgeous. I pray that they would hear these words to step into your leadership. Don't let guys tell you what to do. I created you as a strong daughter. Don't listen to the boys out there, but listen to the man. And this is what he says. I love you just the way you are. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Hey guys, let's give it up to these girls real quick. <laughs> May you, my friends, May you live a life of listening to truth, seeing yourself the way God sees you, and may you walk out of this scrap house tonight stronger and more confident in the way you've been made. Amen.